Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Open Forum Q&A. And uh, the number one story in the sporting world is not the NBA Finals. It's not the Stanley Cup. It is the world of golf. And PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan looks like an absolute fraud right now. A merger with the Live Golf Tour that have many... PGA golfers up at arms. The Canadian Open this week, they had a press conference, not a press conference, they had a players meeting with the commissioner. Many of the players calling Monaghan a hypocrite, among other things. And I, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. Here's what this, once again, boils down to. Okay? The world doesn't really give a damn when it comes to ethics and morals, they don't give a damn, okay? The United States of America, you can put right at the top of the list, okay? The country is fraudulent when it comes to what they say and what they do. Actions speak louder than words. You want to condemn China, and yet you go participate in the Olympics in Beijing? You want to condemn Qatar and the United Arab Emirates and other countries for their views on homosexuality and you still go and participate in the World Cup. Adam Silver wants to pull the All-Star game out of Charlotte, North Carolina over a bathroom bill. And yet a couple of years later, they're having a preseason game in the United Arab Emirates, where it is against the law to engage in homosexual activity. You know why? Because it's money. It's money. That's what it is. It's absolutely all about money. Anyone that wants to criticize Jay Monahan is certainly in the right. And in this case, I believe it is very justifiable. But money talks, and you see it with our major corporations who during Pride Month put the rainbow colors on their avatar on their social media pages, but not in other countries around the world. Nope. They only believe that to appease those in this country. But when they do business elsewhere around the world who have different views than we have in America, oh no, 
those rainbow colors disappear. We can go on and on and on. It's about the almighty dollar. That's what it is. And the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Tour are spending tens of millions of dollars in legal fees for the suits that are ongoing, which is extremely expensive. But Jay Mon- I don't know how Jay Monahan holds his job as the commissioner of the PGA Tour. I really don't. I do not understand it. But if you want to call out the PGA Tour, go right ahead. But while you're at it, call out the NBA, call out the United States of America for competing in the Olympics in China where the atrocities are right there for everyone to see. We know about the United Arab Emirates. We know about Qatar. We know about Saudi Arabia, right? And their views towards the LGBTQ community. We understand their views on homosexuality. We understand that it's against the law and a punishable offense. And yet, the United States, no problem. Players that left the PGA Tour, headed by Phil Mickelson, no problem, right? Go over and make you millions of dollars. 14 months later, the PGA Tour says, you know what? Uh, We need to get in business with you. We need some of that money. It's an absolute disgrace, okay? It's disgraceful. It really is. All right, those are some of my comments. I would love to hear from you. Hit me up on the chat line, and I'll try to answer as many questions uh, as I can. Jason says, I don't support the PGA Tour nor any major sports. You mean you don't watch it or you don't support it? All right. Thank you very much for saying you do support me. I'm nitpicking here, N-A-P-E-A-R. But thank you very much, Jason. I greatly appreciate your support, okay? Uh, I mean, yeah, you can get into the Bud Light and the Anheuser-Busch company that have lost billions of dollars, all right? I mean, money, money. It's all about money. And you turn your head the other way very often when it comes to the almighty dollar. And if you don't think so, go look at the NBA, go look at the NFL, look at the country in there, no problem going to China to participate in the Olympics. Go look at the PGA Tour now. Jay Monahan, who condemned the golfers that left, citing, among other things, the atrocities of 9-11. Jay Monahan going on a little more than a year ago on CBS with Jim Nance and talking about how he had two family or two uh, friends of two families that lost loved ones in 9-11 and talked about the impact of that. Well, I guess that doesn't matter anymore to Jay Monahan, huh? 
It's a joke. It really is. This is a very complex situation right now, and there are still a lot of details that need to be worked out. All right? But the PGA and the Live Golf Tour have merged, and there are a lot of things that we know, a lot of things that we don't know. Appreciate the donation on the Super Chat. Are the A's staying or leaving Oakland? I can't imagine them staying. I, I just can't. The only way they will stay is if Fisher sells the team to a local investor such as Joe Lacob. That's the only way I see them staying. You know? This is a great question. Will the Canadian Open be boycotted by fans and players? We'll see. Round one is in two days. We'll see. And the PGA Tour does look the worst. I totally agree with you. And you know what else is amazing? It's amazing how the PGA Tour players found out. Colin Morikawa coming out on social media. He learned about this when he woke up via Twitter. I mean, you know. Well, I don't know if the Live Golf Tour is going to make it now. They don't have to make it. But golf as we know it changed considerably overnight. No doubt about that. Incredible. All right. If I could own a major league sports team, would it be and why? It would be the New York Giants. I uh, am a lifelong, crazy New York Giants fan. Started going to the games when I was three years old. I love everything about the organization. I love how they conduct their business. I love how they are a team. I love the integrity with the franchise. I love that one of the founding fathers of the NFL was Wellington Mara, who bought the New York Giants in 1925. And if I could, in a perfect world, own the New York Giants, that's the franchise I would own. No doubt about that. Uh, somebody wants to know if I was a fan of the sports reporters with Dick Schapp on ESPN. It was one of my favorite shows. It's when journalism was truly journalism. Dick Schapp, one of the greatest of all time. So, yes, I did. I did. I really did. I watched it all the time. All right, here's another question. Seattle or Las Vegas, next NBA city? Well, Seattle is on the list ahead of Vegas. First of all, I think we understand they got destroyed with the Sonics leaving. I mean, it was awful for the league. It was awful for the city. And they have a beautiful state-of-the-art arena. They're ready to go. They've got the deep pockets. And there is some concern about whether Vegas can support all of these professional franchises. So I would say Seattle would get it before Vegas. If they bring two teams in, then maybe it's Seattle and Vegas. All right. Appreciate all the comments. Grant, you're the best broadcaster, hands down. What sport is your favorite to broadcast? We need you back on TV. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate the support. 
Uh, my favorite sport to broadcast, without a doubt, is hockey. I absolutely love hockey. Love announcing it. Uh, I was blessed to announce big-time Division One college hockey for a number of years. And I uh, my dream came true back in 1995 when I filled in for Randy Hahn on uh, the TV games for the Sharks for a couple of games. And one of my real highlights was doing a game at the Great Western Forum when Wayne Gretzky was playing with Yari Curry. And uh, that that was a game that always sticks out to me. But uh, I did the game with Pete Stem. I did some games with Pete Stemkowski that year. And so if I could choose any sport to announce and only one sport, uh, it would be the National Hockey League. Really loved doing hockey. Loved doing hockey. All right, here's an interesting question. Can I compare the 99 Knicks and the 23 Heat? Uh, both of them were eight seed. They end up making the finals. Well, here's the difference. That Knicks team was an abbreviated season, was it not? And so it's a little bit different. East only played the East. West only played the West. I can't really compare them to what the Miami Heat have done this year. So it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. I understand your point, and it's an excellent question. But I can't really compare them because of the 50-game season and the East playing the East and only the West uh, playing the West. Very good one, though. Very good question. All right. Hit me up with your questions. What do you think about the big news? And I'll ask you this. Do you care as a sports fan? Are you a fan that watched the Olympics in Beijing two years ago? Did you watch the World Cup in Qatar? If the answer to those questions is yes, then why would you not watch golf? Why would you not watch? I mean, if you're upset at the PGA Tour, merging with the Live Golf Tour, why were you not upset over the World Cup being Qatar? Why were you not upset with the United States and other countries participating in the Winter Games in Beijing two years ago? Or was it last year? I mean, at time flies. I can't even freaking remember anymore. The point is, if you watch all of that, why would you not watch the golf now, right? Incredible. Yeah, how about the news? Jacob deGrom signs a huge offseason deal and now is having, with the Rangers, and now is having Tommy John surgery. Another reason why I just would never pay a pitcher big time, big time, okay, big time money. All right, was there a policy reason no major professional sports were brought to Vegas until recently? Yeah, it all had to do with gambling. And then they agreed to, uh, well, I, I don't think it's the case anymore, but I know when the Maloofs bought the Kings, uh, you weren't allowed to bet on the NBA at the sports book there. So things have changed. But yeah, gambling was the biggest reason. And now there's gambling everywhere. Speaking of gambling, I really hope you have a chance to listen to my podcast today because I get into the problems that this country and the world is starting to face now with legalized sports gambling, particularly our younger generation. And I spent a lot of time on my podcast today reading uh, data statistics that are unbelievably alarming, big time alarming. 
And with legalized sports gambling, I think now in 33 of the 50 states, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And I believe that in the very near future, we are going to have an epidemic of compulsive gamblers. We're going to have major mental health issues from people that have lost everything in gambling, particularly young people who then commit suicide. Uh, it's a gateway to other, really, addictions, such as alcohol and drugs. Again, I spent the entire podcast today talking about this. Check it out if you don't like that. All right. What position do I think the Kings will draft? I think they're going to go after the best available player. But in a perfect world, I think you know what the Kings need. I know what the Kings need. And we'll see if they can get it. All right. But I think at that particular point in the draft, you have players on the board. If you have players that you feel are equal and they play different positions, then at that point, you draft for need. Uh, can I believe that Oakland lost all their pro teams and at one time they were the city of champions? How about that? How about that? You know? How about that? Pretty amazing what's happened to the city of Oakland. All right. Hey, I want to say thank you to our sponsors. And they are incredible. And New Works Plumbing has been with me from day one. Just call the number on your screen for any plumbing needs and issues. Or go to sacserviceplumbing.com. New Works Plumbing, they're available 24-7. And they are there for you. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. SACServiceplumbing.com, or again, call the number on your screen, 916-73-1010. All right, keep coming away with your questions here on the open forum uh, Q&A. Uh, any update on the lawsuit? Yes, it is still uh, in the hands of the judge to get to the next step. Uh, recently, about a month ago, we filed an amended complaint and uh, we are waiting for the judge to review that amended complaint. And then hopefully we move on to the next part of the lawsuit. But I'll keep you posted when there is a news to share. I will be happy to do that. All right. Uh, yes, that's correct. The 98-99 season was only 50 games. And the East played the East and the West played the West. As a matter of fact, during that year, we actually played uh, three games consecutively. You know, players bitching and moaning now about the schedule. There were a couple of times during that year where you play games three nights in a row to get into the uh, 50 games. You know, absolutely. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your support. I hope it goes in my favorite as well. So thank you. Do appreciate that. All right. Again, fire away with your uh, questions right here on the open form. And we will do it. I don't believe that's accurate. I don't I don't believe that there were interconference games during that year. I could be wrong, but I, I don't I don't believe I am wrong, but I could be. It was a long time ago. I believe you didn't play any games uh, outside of your conference. All right. I, I don't. You can check it out. Um, and again, if I'm if I'm mistaken, I'm mistaken. But I, I don't recall playing any games against the uh, Eastern Conference that year. All right? I don't. But again, uh, I could be wrong. 
Uh, no, I don't see Pete Rose ever getting into the Hall of Fame. I think he would have already been uh, into the Hall of Fame. And I think if Pete had not lied year after year after year after year, I think he would have been put into the Hall of Fame. But his constant lying and denying of the facts, um, I think, made it almost impossible uh, to put Rose into the Hall of Fame. So we'll see. Um. Someone wants to know how my golf game is. I've not been playing that much. I wish I was on the course right behind me. The old course at St. Andrews, which uh, was just an absolute treat. And look at the day, right? Not a cloud in the sky. The famed 18th, the 18th fairway, the number one fairway off to your left. The uh, only part of the golf course where the fairways go parallel and I'm teeing off. All right. And my caddy goes, I want you to aim towards the first fairway. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, just aim towards the first fairway. Because if you go to the left, you're fine. He said, you know, the one thing you can't do on this 18th, you can't go to the right. You see those white stakes up there on the right. All right. Over this shoulder. It's out of bounds. There's a road there. So if you fade the ball or you have a tendency to slice, you want to aim. Let's see over here. Right there. All right? That's where you want to aim. Ended up making a par on 18. Last hole of our nine-round, seven-day extravaganza through Scotland. I missed a birdie putt on one by about two inches. And I parred 18. I was a happy man. Happy man. All right, Heat Nuggets, will it go seven games? I don't think so. But I'll tell you, I, I, I'm done picking against the Miami Heat. You know? I, I'm I'm not picking against Miami. All right? Uh, the road hole is, is fun uh, at St. Andrews. Visually, it's pretty amazing. I actually walked to the tips before we teed off. We weren't playing the tips just to get an idea of what it's like for the golfers. Uh, and it's freaking amazing. Uh, it really is. You know, it's a dog leg right, so you can cut it over the hotel, which, you know, you fade it around the hotel. There's a huge screen there in front of the hotel so that you can't really do any damage to the hotel if you hit a bad shot. But um, the road hole's neat. It really is. You go past the uh, old hotel there, which is one of the nicest hotels I've ever stayed at. Uh, it's pretty spectacular. Hardest golf course that I've ever played, Beth Page Black. It's too hard. That's the hardest course I've ever played. I mean, you know, there are were, there were a lot of holes you can't even – you got to carry the ball on some of those holes – you know, 220 or so just to hit the fairway. Uh, it's incredible. All right, here's an interesting question. Did I golf with the Kings players in my favorite story? I used to golf with the Kings players all the time. As a matter of fact, uh, when Tiger Woods uh, came on to the tour, a lot of the golfers, or a lot of the golfers, a lot of the players took up golf. Tiger was really instrumental in a lot of the golfers, or a lot of the golfers, a lot of the players taking up golf. Uh, I used to golf with Spud Webb a lot, and... You know, Spud was just an uh, absolute hoot 
um, loved playing golf with Spud, played golf with Otis Thorpe, uh, particularly in Houston after the Kings traded Otis uh, to Houston when we went into Houston and had a day off. Uh, very often Otis would take us out and we'd play golf with Otis. And he, he's one of the nicest freaking guys uh, in the world. Uh, probably the most memorable golf story that I have with a Kings player was after Bobby Hurley's uh, accident. And Bobby was still very frail. And Bobby came on a road trip with us uh, before he was back playing the Phoenix. And I was playing golf the next day with uh, one of the sponsors of the Kings who was on the trip. Matter of fact, Chuck Peterson from Folsom Lake Ford. And Bobby had not been on a golf course since his accident. And Bobby asked if he could come out with us. And we said, absolutely. And Bobby didn't even have the strength to hit a full shot, but would putt and chip. And I could just see the joy uh, in Bobby's face to be out on the golf course. And we really had a lot of fun that day. And I could just see how awesome it was for, you know, Bobby to be on a golf course, chipping and putting. And I'll, I'll never forget uh, what that was like. You know, I, I, re I really won't. You know, I really won't. Um, is Are my sons good at golf? They're like everyone else. They have their day. You know what I mean? They have their day. Uh, Spud is truly one of a kind. Uh, Spud's one of the great human beings that I've ever been around. Period. Absolutely. All right, here's the deal. I don't know why people think that Sacramento has a chance of getting the Oakland A's. They don't have a chance of getting the Oakland A's, okay? They could house the A's for a period of time at Raley Field if they don't have a place to play when a new stadium is being built in Vegas. But long-term, there's no chance of the Oakland A's being in Sacramento. I don't know why people mislead you with this nonsense. It's not happening. Okay. You know why it's not happening? Common sense tells you it's not happening. I said this when I moved to Sacramento in 1987, that was, excuse me, that was the March on baseball summer where all these caravans and buses went to Oakland to show the support of Sacramento getting major league baseball. And I laughed. I'm like, what are you kidding me? Major league baseball is not coming to Sacramento and it has nothing to do with the fans. I believe if you put a baseball team in Sacramento and had a major league ballpark, I believe you'd have 30,000 people every night. There's no doubt in my mind. It would blow away people. It would, it would be the story of the year. And for many years, baseball attendance would be incredible. There's not enough corporate dollars. Last time I looked, you don't have a stadium. Don't talk to me about remodeling Rayleigh Field. Stop it, okay? You'd have to start and build a new stadium from scratch. Where's that money going to come from? Who's going to build it? You still have a small radio and TV market, relatively speaking. It's not enough money. All right? Can't do it. All right. Again. All right. Here we go. So I stand corrected. The Kings, during that year, hosted Boston, Charlotte, and New York while they traveled to Orlando, Philly, and Washington. As I said, thank you very much. I stand corrected. You know? I stand corrected. Thank you very much. Uh, the Precious Lives Golf Tournament was at Serrano yesterday. I was not aware of that. I don't even know what the Precious Lives is, but uh, I, is Serrano 
fully operational. I know when I was there a couple of weeks ago, uh, the back nine still was not open due to remodeling. So I, I hope that the course is finally done. Do you know the answer to that question? Because I don't. All right, hit me up with uh, some questions. And also want to tell you that Bennett's is coming to Rockland soon, currently in Roseville and Sacramento. In Roseville, Eureka and Lead Hill Road, Howe and Fair Oaks in Sacramento, prime seafood and steaks, over 50 different types of wine available by the glass. Check out their weekend brunch, the weekend prime rib. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com for their menu, for other information, special events. That's Bennett'sRestaurants.com. All right, love the questions here on the open forum uh, Q&A. And, oh, it was that Rancho Murrieta, I was going to say. Serrano, I don't think is fully operational. Big difference. Thank you very much for that. I do appreciate that. Um, you know, as far as the NBA and game three Thursday, you know, it's uh, several days off uh, between games and you look at where things stand right now in the NBA, right? And you look at the schedule and I'm going to read you off. I said Thursday, I mean, tomorrow, um, you play Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you play Wednesday, right? And then you play a, and again, this is the way it should be. All right. You play two days later. So you go Wednesday, you go Friday, and then you have a travel day again. So I don't think Miami is a home court advantage. I don't. I think Miami, just the way they're playing, is so special. I hope this series does go seven because that would truly be one of the most remarkable accomplishments in recent playoff history, maybe in playoff history ever, if the Miami Heat, after winning a game seven on the road, to advance to the NBA Finals against the Celtics, if they could win a Game 7 on the road in Denver, you'd have to rank this as the greatest accomplishment maybe in the history of the NBA playoffs, right? I mean, what do you think? I don't think there would be anything that you could compare to, you know? I did a rant on this a couple of... uh, I want to say when it was announced that the Super Bowl was coming back to Northern California. And I made this point that I don't know who in their right mind would want to go to San Francisco right now. Now, things can change between now and Super Bowl 60. Okay. But the reality is, San Francisco is a dump. All right. It's one of the most embarrassing cities in America, okay? It's gone from being one of the top tourist destinations in the world to a place that people don't want to go to. And you have multi-million, billion-dollar businesses moving out of the city because of the crime and because of the shoplifting and everything else, the homelessness, the drug use, okay? Are you telling me that, and I understand that the game is in Santa Clara, but I want you to wake up here, okay? 
The Super Bowl is not about the game. Okay, It's not about the actual three and a half hours that the game's taking place. That's not what the Super Bowl is about. The Super Bowl is about the week leading up to the game. This, the area makes their money not on the Super Bowl. They make their money on the thousands of people that go out to eat and use up all the hotel rooms, including the league. And those hotel rooms that they are going to be using, it's not San Jose, it's San Francisco. Who the hell in their right mind would want to go to San Francisco right now? All right. You think you're going to go, hey, let's go hang out in San Francisco for the week leading up to the Super Bowl. Hell no. Now, again, things can change. But there are a lot of things that need to change in order for people to say, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go to San Francisco for the week of the Super Bowl. That's the truth. Not talking politically, not talking anything else. That's the truth. All right. Plain and simple. That's the truth. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Listen up, gamers. Mountain Dew has always been your go-to for a refreshing citrus kick. Now it's also your go-to for gaming rewards. With Mountain Dew Gaming Rewards, you just look for codes under the caps of specially marked 20-ounce bottles of Mountain Dew, enter those codes online to bank points, and then redeem them for awesome gaming gear. Everything from gift cards, game copies, controllers, consoles, custom Mountain Dew gaming gear, and more. Join Mountain Dew Gaming Rewards now. Open to legal U.S. residents 18 plus. Subject to program terms at mountaindewgaming.com and 25 voter prohibited. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Truth. All right. Love the questions. Keep them coming. Uh, I don't know because of the different era. Pager played in Europe before social media. Pager played in Europe before any of that. So I think because of social media, but Pager is a much better player. I mean, I think I, I could safely say that. I mean, there's no comparison between the two. So, and I know that Sasha is the, uh, you know, MVP of the league, but no comparison. Sorry. 
no comparison at all. All right. Um, well, huh. you know, as far as San Francisco with the same culture, there are a lot of things that are different, you know, about San Francisco right now. But, um, well, first of all, the price of the rooms don't matter for the Super Bowl. That's that's a non-issue. Doesn't matter what the prices of the rooms are for Super Bowl week. The reality is you have thousands of people that need rooms and the NFL um, and all the teams and everything else. Money's not an issue, you know? Absolutely. Uh, European basketball is totally different than when Pacer played. You're absolutely correct. You hit it right on the head. But, I mean, if you're trying to compare the two, don't compare the two. There's no comparison. All right? No comparison. It's just not. I mean, I hate to tell you, but – and you make a great point, Ryan. All right? European basketball is night and day different than when Pacer played. Night and day different. International basketball is night and day different. Okay? Much different. No question about that. You know, the one thing I'll never forget, I, I'll never forget having a conversation – with Hito, Peja, and Vladi once about playing every summer. And, you know, the do they need the rest and fatigue and everything else? And you know what they did? They all three laughed at me at the same time. And they thought that was the stupidest thing, one of the stupidest things I'd ever said that I asked that question. I remember because they gave me a hard time. They looked at me like, what, what kind of stupid-ass question is that? And now... Load management. Oh, gee, you know, don't play in the summer. You might get hurt. Oh, you need a rest. Blah, blah, blah. Those guys used to play a full season every year. And then they played in their international competition, regardless of whether it was an Olympic year or a non-Olympic year. And it didn't phase them. Okay. They practiced. They played. And... That's what they did. You know, they didn't complain about being tired in, in October. They didn't complain about being tired in January or February or March or April or May or, you know, any other time during the year. So, you know, keep that in mind. That is St. Andrews in the background. Do you like it? That's the 18th, the Fame Bridge. How about that? The old course at St. Andrews. Absolutely spectacular. Spectacular. Incredible. I'll give you one more picture if I have it. Let me see if I can do this real quick. Um, hang on here. See if I can bring up one more picture. I don't think I have it. Uh huh. Here we go. Here we go. Magic. How's that for you? All right. You know where that picture is from? That is from the private. St. Andrew's Golf Club. You ready for this story? We were a group of 12. And it was an incredible week. And we had a bus with a bus driver that took us to all the different golf courses. And we went from one coast to the other in Scotland. And there was another bus that was that, that, uh, another driver that a guy in my group would see in a couple of the cities we're at, and they started talking. Anyway, after we got done playing at St. Andrews, uh, my buddy and I uh, went over to the St. Andrews uh, 
gift shop to buy stuff for our kids and family members and everything else. And I remember we went back to the old hotel, the old course hotel. I said, let's go out. And we changed and we put jeans on and we had like a, a light jacket. I mean, it's a little chilly on the ocean there. And we walk back and in sitting in front of the St. Andrews Golf Club is this bus driver that my friend started talking. He's like, hey, how you doing? He goes, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, wow. He goes, you belong to this club? And he said, man, I would. I wish you guys weren't wearing jeans. I could get you in here. And we're like, really? If we go back and change and put on a pair of slacks, you can get us in? He goes, yeah. We run back to the hotel. We come back. And I, I don't have the pictures up on my uh, screen here, but, all right, we walk into the St. Andrews Golf Club and on the carpet, all right, they have the logo, carpet logo, all right, of the St. Andrews Golf Club established in 1843. I'm looking at a picture right now. You probably can't see it. It's hard to see on the, yeah, it's not going to come out. But the carpet was incredible. And this guy took us on a tour of this club. And they had, again, I don't know if you can see, I don't think you can see this. But they had the pictures of the old core. I mean, like when it first opened. And my buddy and I went out onto this veranda where I took this picture. And you had to kind of like literally crouch all the way down because the opening of the window was only like this. And then there's a balcony out there. And we're standing on this balcony at the St. Andrews Golf Club, an exclusive private club. And we get out there and we're just looking at the beautiful vistas and the golf course. And it was one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen in my life. Well, the 18th is by far to me the most amazing hole that I've ever been on in the world over the fame bridge, the buildings in the background. Um, there's really nothing like it. I, I I don't know what else to say. It was incredible. Yes, I am. How about tech savvy Grant Napier showing you different pictures here on the screen? Huh? How about that? I'm not that, well, I am an idiot. More, I am a moron. I'm surprised I was able to do that. And I'll show you how savvy I am, right? Like what I'm able to do here from a technological point of view, right? All right. Let's go back and look at the Fame 18th. And you look at the architecture there, right? Look at that. Look at those buildings. And you tee off over there on the left. And you go walk down that famed 18th. That is spectacular. No, it really is, folks. It's absolutely unbelievable. And for the folks that are going to be listening to this on my podcast platform. I'm very sorry you can't see the pictures, but for those of you that would be listening and not watching, just go to the YouTube channel if you don't like that, and you will be able to see the beautiful pictures. Um, I used to be a big boxing fan. I'm not anymore. I told you when I was growing up, when Ali and Frazier fought for the first time at Madison Square Garden, uh, I was in sixth grade, and everyone Everyone, boys and girls on the playground in grade school, were talking about Ali Frazier. Everyone, teachers, 
third graders, second graders, fourth graders, fifth graders, everyone. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone used to follow Muhammad Ali. And then the great middleweights, Hagler, Hearns, Duran. I can go on and on. Those were must-see fights. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, Tommy the Hitman Hearns, arguably the greatest boxing match ever. Uh, and then when I moved to Sacramento, the first ever boxing match that I went to was Tony Lopez fighting for the world championship against Rocky Lockridge, which ended up being, by the way, Ring Magazine Fight of the Year. And I was blessed to have a media seat where my arms were resting on the side of the ring. And I was so close that I actually got hit with sweat from punches from the boxers. And that was truly, and I always say this to this day, I talk about game three of the 96 playoffs between the Kings and the Sonics being the most electric, crazy environment ever that I experienced at Arco. Number two on my list was that Lopez Lockridge fight. When Tony came out of the tunnel with the music playing the eye of the tiger, that crowd, that craziness was unlike anything I'd ever experienced. That was a better, I shouldn't say better. That environment was like game seven of the 94 Stanley cup finals. I was at with the Rangers and the Canucks. All right. So, uh, incredible. Yeah. Some of the, uh, holes do share the same green. And I would tell you that sometimes you're on a green with 16 people, four players, four caddies times two, uh, that's the Bowling Green math, by the way, that it came up with 16. And you're looking around and you're like, wow. And there's also an inter there's also a, a fairways that intersect each other. And it's the craziest thing. It's like an X. And I'll never forget walking down the fairway. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wow, there are a lot of people here. Yeah, 16 people, you know, all in the same area going this way and that way. It's pretty crazy. It's an experience. You know, St. Andrews is not an aesthetically pleasing golf course. I'm, I'm just, it's like you're out in a cow pasture. I and mean, a lot of us were like, ah, eh. but the first hole, the road hole, and the 18th are worth it. I got to be honest, the rest of the course at St. Andrews, ah, eh, doesn't do much for me. But that first hole, the road hole and 18, uh, Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Good questions today, by the way. Excellent questions about uh, boxing. And again, that Tony Lopez, Rocky Lockridge fight, Tony won, was uh, just beyond believable. Again, it's one of the great sporting events I've ever been to anywhere, not just in Sacramento, anywhere. I'll never forget it. And of course, Tony was a phenomenal uh, world champion and just really love him as a person, too. It was uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, th th these, these, you know, um, zero. I don't know why people keep on coming up with this, you know. The Coyotes are not coming to Sacramento. Um, my thoughts, the chances the Kings will be able to actually draft an impact player. Impact player, probably not very good. 
a player that might be able to help them? Yes. Impact player at 24? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know? All right, Justin wants to know, if I were to announce in the NHL, what would be your NF or favorite NHL team to announce for? Well, that's easy. It's the Rangers. You know? No question, the Rangers. Uh, but I'm really rooting for the uh, the Knights here. I never did meet uh, Pete Ranzani. I never did. But, uh, you know, my one of my top two or three best friends, uh, George McPhee, two wins away from the Stanley Cup. He lost in Game 7 in 94 when he was with Vancouver. Uh, he lost twice with Washington the first year with only the goalie when he was the general manager and he put that team together. And then uh, his first year in Vegas when they went to – uh, the finals, you know, he lost that. So, you know, he's due. You know, he's due. Again, lost Vancouver twice with Washington. Or I should say once with Washington. So this is his fourth time. So three times. This is his fourth go around. Two wins away. Two wins away. Um, You know, I... Where are the Coyotes going to play? Where are they going to play? They didn't build the Golden One Center for hockey. Yeah, I don't know. It's not happening. There are too many other cities that are on the list ahead of Sacramento. You know? Uh, Listen, that was a clean hit. Kachuk on Jake Eichel. Clean. Even Eichel, after the game, said so. It was a clean hit. All right. Clean hit. Uh, I think that Louisville would be a great NBA city. So Kentucky is not a city. We know that, right? You know, I'm just busting your chops. I do think Louisville, Justin, and it's an excellent question because Louisville has a state-of-the-art, incredible arena. And I personally think the NBA would go over very well there. Now, I know it's college. I get that. But I, I think the NBA could do very well in Louisville. That's a great question, Jason. I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate that. All right. Um, we'll throw a couple more questions. And I really have enjoyed this. This is a lot of fun doing this uh, open forum uh, Q&A. We got uh, NBA basketball coming up with the game tomorrow. Extra day in the Stanley Cup playoffs for travel. And we'll see if Vegas can go up three love. And it's a great time of year. Good question here, right here. Excellent question. Who are some of the iconic sportscasters you've met? Uh, Jim McKay, Kurt Gowdy, Lindsey Nelson, Brent Musburger, Keith Jackson. Uh, my girlfriend in college lived in the same neighborhood as Jim McKay in Maryland, outside of Baltimore. And her father knew Jim McKay. And I wrote Jim McKay a letter and sent him some work on a tape from college when I was in college. And Jim, who, by the way, his real name was not McKay. I believe it was McManus. But yeah, actually wrote me back handwritten note 
And it was unbelievable to get a handwritten note back from Jim McKay. So I never met Jim McKay, but that always sticks out to me, him getting back to me and being so gracious uh, about that. So, um, yeah, I never met Kurt Gowdy, one of my all-time favorites. Whenever you heard Kurt Gowdy on an event, you knew it was a big event. If you if you turned on the TV and Kurt Gowdy was announcing it, you knew it was a big game. Kurt Gowdy and Aldi Rogatis, absolutely as good as it gets. Magical. Keith Jackson, never met Keith. Magical. If Keith Jackson was announcing the game, you knew it was a huge game. Keith, I thought, was a great baseball announcer. You know, Keith was the play-by-play announcer when the Yankees beat the Red Sox in the one-game playoff in 1978. Now, a lot of people forget Keith Jackson did baseball, too. Did it very, very well. You know, everyone associates him with college football, and justifiably so. Uh, Keith was uh, a heck of a announcer in baseball. Heck of an announcer. Uh, Lindsey Nelson, great announcer. You know, you woke up on New Year's Day and you turn on the Cotton Bowl, and there's Lindsey with his crazy sports jacket. He was also the announcer for the New York Mets, so I was not a Mets fan, but I used to, you know, watch the games just for Lindsey Nelson. It was great stuff, you know, great stuff. Yeah, Jim McKay uh, was incredible, and I put the wrong one up again. I mean, I thought that some of the greatest broadcasting work in the history of our medium was the 1972 Olympics in Munich and the massacre of the Israeli national team and the hostage situation where Jim McKay became not only the host of the Olympics, but it became the number one news anchor because back then you have to remember we live in a completely different world. And Jim was the man. Jim took us through that painstaking, horrible tragedy at the uh, 72 Olympics in Munich. And I still, to this day, consider it some of the finest broadcasting work ever done in my lifetime. If, if For those of you that were not alive back then uh, to watch that unfold, uh, Jim McKay was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. All right? Brilliant. Um, do I remember the young man that was on my show a while ago that gained a lot of attention in 2020 from Chicago. He wanted to be an announcer. He looked up to me. Uh, can you give me, Jason, do you have any more information on that? Because I've had uh, quite a few people that I've kind of mentored or had on my shows to help them. And so I don't recall this particular individual that you're referring to. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to trying to think right now as you threw that out at me, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember that. Yeah. Jim McKay did step up big time. Absolutely. No question about that. 
All right, we got time for uh, his Twitter blew up after being on with me. Is that Jason? Um, gosh, I'm sorry. You know, uh, I can't comment on this. I've never watched them. So I, I've never watched the Kings game since I left. So I, I really, I, I can't answer that question. Uh, I'm trying to think. Now you got me. Said maybe in its early 20s. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll be doing this again in a couple of days. Uh, good question, Jason. I'm gonna I'm gonna rack my brain. Was he from Sacramento or was he from Chicago? But he was. Um, or you say he's from Chicago? All right. I'll 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 rack my brain and see if I can uh, come up with something. All right. So good stuff. Uh, can Dwight Howard help the Kings? No. I don't think so. I don't think he could. I really don't. Jack Buck, CBS Sports. Um, I had Jack on my radio show a couple of times, and interviewing Jack was incredible. You know, when I went to college at Bowling Green, I used to listen to Jack Buck. You know, one of the great things about going to college in the middle of nowhere is that you could listen to games from all over the place. I used to listen to Ernie Harwell do the Tigers. I listened to Jack Buck do the Cardinals. I listened to Dan Kelly do the St. Louis Blues. Again, the Cardinals and the Blues were on KMOX, Superstation, 50,000 watt. Herb Score did the Tigers on 3WE, 50,000 watt station. And I was only about 80 miles from Detroit and picked up the Tiger games and listened to Ernie Harwell. So that was absolutely incredible to listen to those. Yeah, Channel 31. Absolutely. Those were the days. Sports Anchor. Used to go out. Nobody would know who I am. You know why? Because nobody watched 31 News. That was funny. You know? Funny. Absolutely. Um, all right. So the individual wasn't from SAC. It was before the Kings went south at KHTK. I, you know what, Jason? I'm sorry. I don't remember. Um, oh, you know what? I do remember now. Okay. I do remember. He was doing uh, a, I do remember now. I met him via social media after we played the Pistons. And he did a piece on Twitter, a video that I thought was one of the best, just best things I had seen on social media. And I reached out to him and I had him come on my show. And you're right. He did live in Chicago, but he was doing this for the Milwaukee or for the Detroit Pistons. Not getting paid by the Pistons, doing it on his own. Great memory, Jason. And I did stay in touch with him for a while. And I haven't heard from him probably in two years. But we did stay in touch for a while. I always used to reach out to him. Uh, he was having some uh, issues with mental health, and he was very open about it on the air. And he would suffer from depression at times. And I would always send him messages. Hey, listen, I just saw your last tweet, and I don't like the way that read. Are you okay? And I'm like, don't put things out like that on social media. I go, trust me when I tell you this. Don't put things out like that on social media. And he would get back to me and say, thanks, I really appreciate it. And I go, hey, do you need to talk? Call me. And he would call me. 
And we would talk and I'd give him a pep talk. And um, I haven't heard from him in a while, Jason. Really appreciate you asking that. And thank you for keep on reminding me. His his work was amazing. He was so talented and I was so happy for him. And he was blown away when I had him come on my radio show. He was blown away. So um, that was great. Good stuff right there. You know? Well, I don't know if I was doing God's work with him. I appreciate the compliment, but I think I was doing what we all should do when a person is in need. And that is to stop what you're doing. Okay. Put your life over here and reach out and help somebody else. Cause there are a lot of people that need help. And I knew that he needed help. He said to me as much, I saw it in some of his tweets and when I would speak to him at times, he would, he was despondent. He was down. He was, um, you know, I, I don't think I did anything that other people wouldn't do just because I'm in the public figure. doesn't mean I should receive accolades because I'm reaching out to help people. I think most, most people genuinely like to help out their fellow man, their fellow neighbor. Right. I mean, when you see someone in need, you try to help them. Do you not? Most people are like that. So, um, I wanted to give him another platform by putting him on my show. I think he came on my show with two or three times and he got incredible. You remember Jason, he got incredible feedback, very positive. And I helped him build up his social media account where he had thousands of followers on Twitter. And I was grateful to do that. I'll, I'll reach out to him and see what, uh, see what's going on, you know? See what's going on. Well, thank you. I, I'm glad you enjoyed that. That's what I love about this forum. And you really never know what direction that we're going on. Well, you know, okay, so what I did was honorable. And thank you very much. You know, um, I think you do. I, I'll say this. This is not about me. I've I've been very open about some of the interviews that I've done since I started doing the podcast in 2020, Sean Salisbury, one of those interviews, Ryan Anderson, another one of those interviews where I really believe based on some of the feedback that I receive that having those guests on and talking about their life experiences have helped out others who listened and was able to change their perspective and get them out of a precarious dangerous state of affairs and help turn their life around. And I know I received the one direct message on Twitter after interviewing Sean. And it was one of the great things that I've ever read to see that the impact of an interview of Sean helping out a homeless person and changing their life around gave this other person who I didn't know was watching, listening, Never met, didn't know anything about them. And yet that individual reached out to tell me that that interview changed his life. The power of what we do when you have a microphone in front of you, I always tell young people, don't ever underestimate the impact that you can have on others based on what you say. Now, we all say things that, in retrospect, we probably wish we had not said. It's live, okay? And a lot of people that don't do this for a living don't understand that. 
And so when a Glenn Kuyper mispronounces a word, there are so many that are quickly to condemn and label as a racist. And yet they've never talked for a living. I've talked for a living basically my entire adult life. I have flubbed many a words, not to the point that Glenn Kuyper did, but I've flubbed many a words. There are a couple of times where I actually thought that I said the word shit instead of shot. I didn't, but in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, did you just slip up and say shit? It happens, okay? We are not reading off a script. I'm not reading off a script when I come on here for an hour. You're asking me questions. Everything is ad-libbing. Now, I'm on a forum right here, a medium, where if I curse, I'm not going to get in trouble for it. If I used a racial slur, I think that you and I both know what would happen, and it should happen. I would lose my sponsors. I would lose most of my viewers. And you know what? I would look in the mirror, and I would say I've got no one to blame but myself if it was intentional. If I had a train of thought where I use that word, I deserve the ramifications that come my way. If I flubbed the word and I had no ill intent to discriminate, hurt, harm, then I don't think anything should happen to me, okay? Because that's life. We make mistakes. We mispronounce words. We flub when we speak. I ask any of you, have you ever spoken in front of a group of people before? Have you ever spoken in speech class at school in front of 30 or 40 or 50 of your classmates who you're friends with? What happens when you get up there? You're nervous, right? When you're nervous, what happens? Sometimes you can stutter. Sometimes you can mispronounce words. Think about if you do this for a living. People go, well, gee, that's what your job is. Well, yeah, it's my job, but I'm a human being. Just because it's my job doesn't mean that I'm immune to making mistakes with words. I make mistakes with words all the time. I flub words on a fairly regular basis. Why? Because I'm human. And I ad lib, like most broadcasters. I've never once in 32 years of announcing the NBA, not once, have I ever announced a perfect game. I used to go back and watch my work and I would have people go, oh man, you were great. What a great job. Great job. Great job. And I would go back and I'd watch the game and I'd detect a couple of mistakes that I made. Maybe you didn't know that I made the mistakes, but I knew that I made the mistakes. There were times I mispronounced words. Jerry used to mispronounce words all the time and I used to make fun of him, right? We used to have a good time mispronouncing words. We're not perfect. Okay. And yet, there are so many perfect people out there on social media. Perfect. They've never done anything wrong. They've never made a mistake. And so when the Glenn Kuypers of the world flub a word, the perfect people in the world are quick to condemn, quick to label, quick to stereotype. And because of it, this outstanding broadcaster, great individual, is not only out of a job, but he's been defamed, in my opinion, by NBC Sports California with their absurd press release, which left open speculation because in their press release, they talked upon further review. What the hell does that mean? It's awful what happened to Glenn Kuyper and others. I know I speak from experience. 
Our country is messed up right now. The perfect people in the world, okay, are running the country. The people that never make any mistakes. The people that somehow, some way, have managed to live a perfect life. In closing, I've said this, and I will continue to say this. I'm still searching for those perfect people. I want to meet those perfect people because I want to go to dinner with them. I'll pick up the bill and I want to break bread with them. And I want to find out what makes them perfect. I want to find out what makes them immune to mistakes. I want to find out how is it that they're able to go through life and being perfect. I'm still waiting to meet that individual. They're out there. I see them every day on social media. I see the perfect people. They appear to be everywhere. But in real life, I'm still searching. I'm still trying to meet that perfect person. I still have time left, hopefully. Again, tomorrow's guaranteed to no one. But I'm hoping that tomorrow comes for me and many more tomorrows so that before I take my last breath, I can meet that perfect person. Sit down with them and find out what have I been doing wrong my whole life? How is it that you're perfect and I'm not? That's what I want. This has been a fun, fun hour. Appreciate all of you. I really do. You know, thank you. This has been awesome. Appreciate all your Q&A. Uh, make sure if you want to reach out to me on anything I've talked about today, send me an email, gnapier at gmail.com. And uh, you can follow all of my work on my website if you don't like that.com. Follow me on Twitter, as you see up on your screen. So again, that email address, gnapier at gmail.com. One other thing I would like to ask of you, if you're new and you have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. I'd appreciate it. Give me a thumbs up and uh, thank you. This has been awesome. You know, awesome. Thank you for all the comments on the chat line. I can't get to all of them. I'm reading all of them. and. Uh, you are, see, I just flubbed up. I was going to say you are, and I couldn't pronounce the word are. You are freaking awesome. Enjoy the rest of your evening, everyone. Thanks very much for joining us right here on If You Don't Like That. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.